Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Yo, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin, and I am glad to be back. You guys know I've been on a small hiatus. This is like my second episode going into the fall. Uh, but I'm good, definitely glad to be back. And, you know, on this show, basically, we just talk about the issues that men have and we try to come to some great solutions along the way um, and uh, basically just tackling whatever we can, even on some of the news around what men deal with. So uh, just happy to have you guys back with us uh, today. I got a special guest that's been with us before. Uh, matter of fact, a couple of times, uh, Dr. Jamie Snell. Thank you, sir, for joining us again. My pleasure, Q. Good on our health you. talk, health. This guy comes on here to talk about our health, um, and so we had a conversation around the vaccine of the COVID nineteen, getting vaccinated. Should we get vaccinated? Do right. we not get vaccinated? All the stuff in between, and so we decided, hey, why don't we just get on an episode and just kind of chop it up? Uh, as you guys know, he's a doctor, and so he has some really good perspectives on it. I have my the layman's <laughs> perspective <laughs> the common we man's perspective we need, we need yeah. yeah and as i just say we just throw it all in the pot and um you know we're not on this show to tell people what to do how to do uh we this show is literally based on just discussions and you take what you need out of it so That's uh true. so vaccination dude i know that uh both of our families got hit with the covid-19 my yep. son uh, got hit with it uh, uh, three about three three months ago, mm -hmm. uh, three and a half months ago, and so his was a mild case of the COVID nineteen. I think he just had like a headache uh, for a couple of days, and then he just kind of ran a quick little cycle of just chilling. He was just kind of yeah. got bored, and you know. Uh, but then I know your family took a couple of hits. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the worst way too because. We were long overdue for a family to get together. Me, my brother, my sister, um, my mom, my stepdad. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. They hadn't seen my daughter in a long time. So we said, Bet, let's, let's, let's find a uh, meeting point because we were all in different parts of the country. We landed on this place called Lake Murray in South Carolina. Oh, nice. Big house for Airbnb. And we just we hung out for a long weekend. Now, coming into this, um, we, the, all the adults were vaccinated, essentially. Um, we had a 12-year-old and a 4-year-old and a 2-year-old, so clearly the kids weren't. But we felt really comfortable, you know, around each other, not wearing masks, you yeah. know, being a family. And then three days after the trip, um, my wife had some chills, some myalgias, uh, serious headache, congestion. Next thing you know, loss, sense of smell and taste. You know that's the that's the, the nail in the coffin there when it comes to <laughs> right. It is. She got, uh, her first test was actually negative. That was a rapid test. Her PCR was positive. My sister turned positive. My stepdad turned positive. So there's nothing more frustrating than being disappointed because you had um, high expectations for something. Right. That's 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 kind of how things have evolved with the vaccine and what we call breakthrough infections. And so that's when someone who has been vaccinated and by definition, this is at least two weeks after the vaccine, which is enough time to generate immunity. They still develop symptoms. Yeah. So why was this the worst way for it to go down? Well, when this vaccine was getting rolled out, the best way to motivate people to, you know, subject themselves, make themselves vulnerable to something that they weren't too sure about. You know, it, it came out during a, a politically um, volatile period. It was um, released within a, a record time frame. The main right. way to motivate people for it to happen was to say, look, this is your key to freedom. This is your key to a new life. You get vaccinated. <laughs> and I, I will say that that was a public message, which was a little oversimplified right. because 
what was being communicated was essentially um, the, 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 the cliff notes. <laughs> so <laughs> even the studies, even the research studies that were looking yeah. at the efficacy of the vaccine had specific endpoints. Endpoints were death. Endpoints were hospitalization. And that's where we got some of those numbers for. The, the Johnson & Johnson was 66%. The Pfizer is 95%. Yeah. Those numbers came from serious illness or death or hospitalization. None of those numbers represented someone who had mild symptoms, didn't oh. have to go to the hospital. Okay. And so very from the very beginning, we kind of knew that. But you can't. You can't convince millions of people to take a risk um, if, if you basically are telling them, well, you still might get it. <laughs> it, just won't be it. <laughs> right. So I think, I think the public health messaging was a two-edged sword. They yeah. had to motivate people to get vaccinated. Um, but by oversimplifying the message, they, people, some people may have been misled. And I feel like I was one of them. We were one of them. We were like... Yeah. You got to be kidding me. You right. know, we were vaccinated and now we're dealing with this. She had to close her practice for a week, which, you know, she's a business owner. That was, um, you know, a big hit. Not yeah. to all the physical things. So to, to my brothers out there, um, I can understand that there's, there's a little bit of reluctance, especially when you're hearing about breakthrough infection. What did you think when you started hearing about that? Um. You know what? I'm gonna have to say that I, I, I'm gonna go on with you. I, I kind of knew. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna first. I'm gonna step back one, right? Um, and this is what weirded me out is that right before it kind of hit, like the vaccination piece. Do you remember, like when uh, Bill Gates came out talking about depopulation? Right. Yeah, yeah. And that is kind of what freaked me out because I was like, you know vaccination COVID, right. and you're talking about depopulation and so remember he was on for a couple of hits and then they they iced him out That's like they was right. like yeah. it was like the higher up guys was like dude yeah. the other billion and billion billionaire they like dude you're talking too much right, right? it's like right. right right you're not supposed to give all that but he, you know he's a billionaire so he's like well can't nobody do nothing to me <laughs> right. right you know i know where i'm at so i don't have to worry about that but i think that that part is what kind of freaked me out because I was like, okay, so yeah. depopulation, the vaccination, and then this COVID. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. didn't really think that the vaccination would be harmful um, because of the depopulation portion, right? right. So I, we've always taken vac vaccines. Um, yes, we have. You know, yep. so okay. that wasn't really my biggest worry because I was like, yeah. If you know, a lot of people get worried about oh, they're trying to do this, they're trying to take people out of, and I was like, well, they don't have to use a vaccination to do that because <laughs> we have overprocessed food. So right. Same thing. Right. right. So right. overprocessed food will be a Trojan horse for anything that you wanted to do it because yeah. because ninety percent of the stuff we have no idea right. what's in it. So I was like, you don't really have to use vaccination, but when you hear depopulation. Um, and then the new stuff that's coming out about Fauci and this man-made COVID, which I think that everybody kind of knew that that was the case after everything unraveled, is that this was more man-made than it was something that like came from China and the way that they tried to, you know, build this case around. I'm like, and I only put those together because of the, the population control, the depopulation control, is that yeah. the virus itself was man-made which would it contribute to the depopulation because this virus killed more people than the, I think my wife told me like the one in 1900 something. Right. Yeah. So 1918 or something like that. She told me, I forget what it was. Uh, she just told me when we were driving. I just forget. Um, yeah. I might yeah. have to look it up, but Spanish flu. yeah, but it was, but it's up there. Like the numbers yeah. of deaths yeah. is yeah. way up there. So it, when you look at that, that's the part I think I got more caught up in than the actual vaccination itself. Just the, the whole, um, the, uh, the complete package of yeah, yeah. virus vaccination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now I'm going to be honest with you, Q. I'm, I'm not a, uh, 
a, uh, a believer of the of the man-made lab theory. No, um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. A couple reasons why. One is because I feel like to some degree it gives man a little bit too much credit for being that clever. Um, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> because what you would have to accomplish to pull something like this off on a global scale without there being widespread um, uh, uh, whistleblowing, so to speak, or uh, yeah. you know, in an age of information and dissemination in the internet, um, your privacy doesn't exist. So the likelihood that there could be you know, a very effective clandestine, you know, underground, um, uh, you know, just engineered uh, right. pandemic that would hurt most people uh, and our people, because no matter where you think it came from, it killed people in that country. Um, right. And yet not achieve a goal that really benefits any one place in particular. So, I mean, everybody's taking a hit. Everybody's economy has taken a hit. The global economy has taken a hit and nobody's military was wiped out and nobody, you know, became right. a failed state. So it's like, that's a really inefficient way. If Even if you could, could pull it off, it's not very direct and it's a very inefficient way to try to accomplish some type of, um, you know, diplomatic uh erase type yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well see that's what i'm saying to that i think that that's the part that got me is because i too would think that this would be like so crazy but once you talk about depopulation and then mm -hmm. when you start doing the study on history on how they how they implemented that depopulation how they would center in on situations where they can actually you know lower the the ability for people to actually have kids you know like china it's like kill all the ladies uh do this do this so that we can control the population itself so anytime you talk about population control then there's got to have some cause of an effect that actually is going to help you accomplish that so when i looked at the deaths across the plan field i was like okay so you got this virus that comes in mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it basically attacks some some type of ailment that you already have for the most part because most of the people is like older people and then right. a lot of our people based on diabetes high blood pressure asthma so you know like black people are like up and roar like vulnerable. oh they, huh yeah they're, they're they're more vulnerable to um complications associated with it if you have exactly so the thing yeah. was is that when you look at that i'm like okay so you know, this virus really is just kind of comes right in. It's a respiratory type of deal, right? So it, for the most part, it was attacking people's respiratory system. And so when I just put all of those, and I'm not saying, you know, you're right or I'm right, but I'm just saying that to me, when I looked at it, I was like, if any part was engineered, the direction at which it would. Now, I think that the overflow of it, I think, <laughs> is why I think it was man-made or has something to do with it is because it did have everybody got hit economies everywhere. And I think that that was a spill like, dang, we kind of like, I think it got out of control because it was man-made. Like you don't have any grips on it. It was like COVID-19 itself is on your Lysol bottle on the back, <laughs> which Lysol has been around forever. So the COVID-19 itself the i mean uh, not covid-19 i'm sorry coronavirus. coronavirus yeah yeah coronavirus has been around for a while right. i'm like well if this has been here they've created lysol to disinfect and kill this yeah so now we have this ultimate mega strain here that's like coming after everybody right. and basically cuz you got people do that i they had people that were like in their 90s who had got coronavirus and still lived but they had no underlining issues. They were just yeah. old. So yeah. they didn't have like bad lungs, bad this, bad this. They just were old. They got it. They yeah. went in the hospital and then they came out and then they're good. Then some didn't. So that's the part I look at it. But from the vaccination piece, 
uh, from the question you asked is that how did that affect me uh, from the I next you, I see your point. I see your point. I see your point. Is, I think, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, think there's, I think there's many, uh, many folks out there, especially folks like us, who share, and I, these are people I've talked to at work, um, some guys I've talked to just around um, the neighborhood, you know, here in Detroit, and part of their um, understanding of this whole situation is I'm skeptical about where this virus came from to begin with. So I'm just as skeptical about the vaccine that's supposed to cure it. I'm trying to stay away from it as far as I can. Yeah. And um, regardless of if you believe in a natural etiology story or if you right. believe in a lab story, what's undeniable is that it's here and it's killing our people. I don't know about you. Right. But I've lost uh, at least five people directly and indirectly. Um from COVID. Yeah, we're at about, we lost three indirectly and yeah. probably about 15 indirectly. Good Lord. Uh, wow. And basically because my wife, you know, works at Blue Cross and stuff. So we have like this group of friends. I mean, yeah. one of our friends by herself lost about 20 people in her Good family. Lord. Wow. Not in, not indirectly, dude. This was directly in her family. Um, and so that was the part that, you know, and I could see how or why blacks were so like, ah, they're trying to get rid of black people. And I'm like, I think the depopulation piece is we just need to control some of this. Like, and that's the part. I, all I can hear is, and I listened back on uh, before we even had this to have this conversation, I, I went back to listen to, um, uh, Bill Gates, and that was his main focus was, yo, we just got too many people on this earth. It wasn't about a particular person. It was just, we have too many people on this earth, and so we need to figure out a way how to. And the truth is, I will agree with that to some degree. We do. <laughs> I mean, straight up. We out, have a lot of people. If you look at the earth that God created that we were supposed to be good stewards of, yeah, we're not doing a great job with that. We're not good stewards of the earth. And no. as we continue to grow, um, we are extracting all the resources it has to offer, whether that's yep. how we cram a whole bunch of chickens together and give them hormones that they can, right. you know, we can eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or, yeah. you know, the number of, of cattle we have is contributing to the greenhouse gas effect. I mean, no matter where you look, right, human population is doing harm to our home. Right. So, Objectively speaking, we we do have an overpopulated earth that's only going in one direction. It's not going any other direction. No, it's not. And 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 there's two types of conversations you can have. You can have the conversation of trying to be responsible and ask, right. um, you know, can is is it even real? Is it is it even appropriate to talk about what? we could do differently as a, as a civilization or the conversation about, um, you know, how do we fix it? So to speak. And, right. and I don't, I don't, there's, there's nobody has enough influence or power. I don't care how much money you got to fix that problem on that right. scale. Yeah. Well, just the process of, like I said, of processed food. I mean, yeah. that alone has put us in a pickle. Um, For sure. Uh, and sure. you mentioned the uh, uh, oversaturation of hormones in our chickens and our beefs and our porks and our everything, right? So you got yeah. pigs that are like the size of freaking cows. It's like yeah. a pig should never look. No, a no. pig should never be the exact same size as right. a baby calf. It's like right. that. Right. That's never been. Pigs have always been hogs. Right. Are right. large, but right. not a pig itself. Yeah. It's the yeah. size is bigger than a hog. It's like. So what are we doing? And I think that that is probably our and we are our worst enemy, right? Because our ability or our greediness to need today, like we want it yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. That's really, I think, is why we're such in a pickle uh, with even like even going with the coronavirus thing itself. Right. So the virus hit and then all we care about is no, whatever we got to do, let's get it away today. Right. And so that's yeah. that's how you like you said about. Uh, offering a vaccination is like, well, if we use it as a get out of jail free style, 
everybody you'll get you'll start getting more people to buy into it because people want to get back to regular living right 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 but i think the important part as you said is that no matter where what we think how much need discussions we have what i think what you think what anybody think yeah it is real and it's taking right. people out go that's what white black to. yellow green purple right. right people are suffering if you have some underlying issues you are at a greater risk and at more potential of actually, you know, uh, being more on the side of dev than you are uh, recovering out of it. I mean, Let I had me a tell you some insights from 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 behind the scenes in the hospital. So we were in what a lot of states are, are considering their fourth surge. And it's interesting because even though the the, the numbers have not been highest um, nationwide in some areas, this mm -hmm. fourth surge is, is exceeding what they have in the past, but even if they haven't, what's really been happening in a lot of hospitals is capacity is dropping dramatically. Uh, just on NPR today, they were talking about this one um, rural Michigan hospital that are transporting some of their patients to Ohio because their ICU beds are full. Um, there was a story out of Mississippi. It's common that, that people have heart attacks. Well, usually once you have a heart attack, they bring you into the hospital, they do an EKG, they give you aspirin, they, they take a look at your coronaries, you get a cath, no big deal. Well, these hospitals were so full, they had to turn people away. And this woman was talking about her, how her father died three days after having chest pain. It wasn't like it was instantaneous because he couldn't get into the hospital. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Not only are we having reduced capacity, I was talking to some of my colleagues, um, the nurses are saying that they're being asked to go provide care in parts of the hospital that they've never worked in before. They don't feel comfortable in terms of the complexity of the patient. They're being, they're being brought from more, um, let's say, less sick patient units right. to more sick patient units. They're being asked to go to the ICU. So going into the hospital now just doesn't depend on whether or not you survive COVID. It also depends on who's there to take care of you. How qualified are they? Does the place have space? Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're right. And, and, and protecting yourself by not getting there in the first place, even if it does mean you get a little bit of a cold or a headache, but if it stops you from getting into the ICU, right. your life is insane. Right. That's uh, my dad was uh just in the hospital not too long ago um I found out this dude had um um 99 blockage in his artery dude like goodness 99 right and if this, this is a miracle this listen is a miracle. That's this a miracle. is crazy. i'm gonna tell you how crazy this was before i get to my point um yeah i came in there with him the day before he found out and hung out with him okay. He's just kicking it. We laughing and everything, man. Um, his medicine started dying down. So my dad could feel like the pain in his chest. Mm -hmm. um, but he's like, you know, man, these, you know, the, the doctors, they don't know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, dad, you got to give them an opportunity to work through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like you can't get frustrated because you want it now. So I got right. two parts here. I, I'm going back to our our own fault of today so yeah. basically yeah my dad's like well i can just go home and i'm like well you can't go home well if they're trying to figure it out i can figure it out at home i'm like well pop oh, man. Oh, but that's God. our this is what messes us up yeah as you know as citizens here on this earth is that we've now become people that if it's not done in one it's minute yeah and i i you're this is the thing you're a buffoon and my thing is, is that the doctor went to school, dude, for 10 years. Right. This this person is one of the people that you can actually sit back and know that if he's working everything, yeah, he will yeah. eventually get to it. We don't have any patience to allow doctors to do their job. So yeah. it is yeah. a bad deal when you're if you have somebody go down like with a heart attack or something like that, and then they can't get in the hospital because what it shows you is that you can't go home and try to diagnose this. Now, right. the very next day when they went to go give my dad a cat to yeah. try to see what was going on. Wow. Yeah. Dude, his wife called me crying like, oh, my God, he's 99 percent blocked. 
And I kept yeah. trying to tell my dad, I'm like, dude, if if they've already done A, B, C, D, E, and F, yeah, yeah. Now the doctor literally now is on the G's, the H's, and the I's, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that it's means so- it's going to be something, yeah, that is unseen to the eyes. So which right. means that they're not going to be able to actually go. This breathing connects to these four situations. Let's go down this line. And I'm like, I was like, so you know, they got to take you off the medicine let you almost have an epic fail. Hmm, now yeah. they can work backwards yeah. from the, from you almost crashing. Now they work backwards to figure out what the heck is going on. They was giving us doses. They started going up on his dosage, all this stuff to only find out that he had blockage. And I said, now, dude, what if you would have went home? Yeah. No, yeah. I know, son. I know. I know <laughs> if I would have went home, I, I probably wouldn't be here. I'm like, right. Pop. I'm like, but that's how important the, the, the doctors and the hospitals are. And I brought this point up is because while my dad was there, when I got there, he like, dude, like four nurses just walked out of here. And I'm like, huh? What? He was like, four nurses was like, I can't do no more. Because I guess a guy died of COVID that was on the floor with my dad. So my dad is like four yeah, doors down yeah. from this dude. Um, yeah, and uh, but my dad was like, since he had been there, hit the nurse that was taking care of him was like, nurses have been leaving this hospital left and right, man. And um, so so then I go online to go check it out, and it's like a real big deal. Like, nurses are literally saying that, man, I signed up to do like, and this kind of piggybacks on what you said, which is, I I signed up to do a lower end of unhealthy people of unhealthy right. patients right but now right. you guys got me working on right. patients that's beyond my pay grade and my scope exactly. of knowledge exactly exactly and this and imagine being put in that position to feel like someone who is more unstable and more complicated their care is dependent upon your hands which you don't feel qualified Right to um to provide, so I don't I don't blame them. I, yeah. I think it's a complicated situation, um, and that the better response would be for hospitals to bring in more support um, and maybe relocate from places that are um, that aren't seeing as much of a surge. But the bottom line is they don't feel supported, you know. Yeah, regardless of where it's coming. And that's from. a that's and that's terrible. Like you guys, uh, and I know you know you hear on this side of the fence because you know you're on the other side but on my side it's like doctor 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 don't know doctors don't know and i'm like i got friends that are doctors that took this sucker serious (laughs) like i got got fans friends and family members who are doctors today who literally have taken the oath extremely serious and they're and they're extremely serious about the health of people um uh across the board uh no matter who you are they're uh, very intentional on making sure that they can provide the best care from whatever department these, you know, my friends and family, they work in, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and then yeah. just to get frustrated about, you know, the hospital scene because of this COVID situation, you can't turn on the very people that you're actually going to need, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, to actually help you. And so when I look at the devastation of what COVID-19 has done, not just from you know the virus itself, right? But it's it's crippled. Not only you got so you, you from a death from the virus, then you got crippling homes mm-hmm. because of people not you know relationships have been Strange. destroyed, yeah. dude, yeah. destroyed, bro. Like Goodness. I have some friends where I, that have had some situations, and I'm like, man, this COVID has just if you were, if you didn't, if you thought you didn't like each other, you found out in COVID that, yeah, I actually hate you. And so oh, things are going good. out of control that way. Um, yeah. Look at the job situation. Um, yeah. I've never really seen an error where people don't want to work. Like, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Never. I mean, have you ever witnessed? Never. Nothing like this. I mean, it's like the opposite of the Great Depression. <laughs> it really is like we have too much going what? on yeah. i was like so every place is closed and i was just at the mall and they're like hey 
uh, you know, everybody get on up to ring up. We're about to close. And I'm like, it's like it's eight o'clock. <laughs> it was like eight. And I'm like, the mall normally stays open to nine, nine thirty. And they're like, yeah, no, nah, man, we don't have enough workers to try to go that late. Um, I was at Little Caesars. They were like, I'm like, your website says 11. They were like, yeah, we don't have no people here to run the night shift. Wow. Yeah. So we only have enough people here to run a day shift and then this mid afternoon shift to eight o'clock. So they had to shut down. And it's even on the weekend. So like Little Caesars is shut down on a Saturday. Yeah. At like nine yeah. o'clock. And I'm like, basically because you don't have nothing. So when you look at something, you know, uh, these viruses that come rolling through here, the impact of, from this one just seemed like it just had this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a domino effect. It just it was a ripple. domino effect, dude. And it drained like everybody's drained. Look at our school system has just been. Lord, yeah, yeah. So when now you have these kids, man, that if, 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 I mean, you know, we were blessed to have our kids in a private school setting who yeah. did not have to operate under the state laws. That's been, um, come, that's become complete chaos. It's become chaos. And if you're in a under, you know, if you're in the urban settings um, and it just all falls back to, I see why black folks are just so skeptical about the whole thing man because when something like this hit the low end of the of, of the world always takes the bigger blunt or the biggest hit uh, yeah. because of resources they don't have enough resources to be able to uh, to, to to take on a hit and then right. be able to be sustainable so yeah. a lot of those if you don't have a great principle in place you know like shout out to my cousin over at you prep Derek Kellum uh, excellent principal over there, man, where when it hit, you know what I'm saying? He was able to put his school still in a great position, yeah. even though it was hard. He was, uh, he was able to put, so, I mean, I'm not knocking all the schools because they have some great principals and staff members out there. Right. But COVID literally wasn't just coming for just, you know, a depopulation. And that's the a ripple effect. I think that ignorance really just doesn't account for Right. You know, like ignorant don't account for the whole world taking hits on all these sectors, especially with our youth. School is important, man. And you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my son's a senior this year, man. And like I said, just thank God that we were able to have him in private school. So even through all that, dude, he was still right on top. Like his teachers do it, did not play no games, dude. They were still on top of that stuff. And he finished 11th grade year. Like he did all the classes, the homework, like they didn't have anything missed out of their year, him and my daughter. And, that's um, and that's a blessing. But my thing yeah. is, I'm not saying that to brag. It's just that it just shows you the impact on stuff like these viruses that come through here that we need to take them more serious. And I say that should you get vaccinated, the flu vaccine doesn't guarantee that you're not going to catch the flu. There you go. That's the analogy. That's the analogy. It, it literally just minimized the flood of craziness that comes along with the flu if you didn't have the vaccination. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, chicken pox, the measles, all of these things, when you really go and do your research, you find out that, dang, I can still catch this stuff. Yes, the vaccination actually just helps at whatever level minimize the effect that it can actually take you over to death. So yeah, if you yeah, get the measles, yeah. it might just be a mild case. It might last a couple of days. You may not even see any effects from it, but you might get your body might just feel the weight of it. Right. But that's because you had the vaccination. Like my brother went to Africa and he was like, bro, you got to take some crazy amount of shots to go over to yeah, Africa. Yeah. 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 But people do that all the time to go to Africa in any third world country. And they don't question the malaria shot. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the shot I think I will be questioned. <laughs> Am I actually, yeah. Will my body actually, like, you know, will my body actually adjust to this low dosage of malaria? Like, because some people don't. Well, for that some one, that's it, the polio um, that he that he took. That's a low dose. Oh, of, the polio uh, one? Polio, yeah. Because yeah. the malaria prophylaxis is not typically as it's a pill, but I mean, but I see your point. What we're doing oftentimes are weighing things on the scales. And if yeah. you're in the position where you're looking to travel, there's something that you're personally ambitious about, something that you're personally seeking. You're asking, yep. what do I have to do to get there? Okay, I got to do X, Y, Z, bet I'll check it off. We, we're looking at a totally different set of scales for, for right. this vaccine. 
Um, for some people, if they don't have, um, let's say, an elderly family member that lives with them or an older family member who they're worried about, you know, having some pre-existing conditions, let's say they don't have kids, then right. essentially what they're saying is I have to determine my own sense of what my risk is. And most of the right. time we don't have 100 percent accurate assessment of risk right that's why people right. play the lottery all the time and lose because they somehow <laughs> think they're going to be the exception we don't do good with probabilities we do not know probabilities and yet that's what we're doing when we make these calculations i don't think yeah. there's a likelihood of me getting sick therefore what is my motivation to get the vaccine i think that's what right. has left a lot of us out of it right and that's the part it all points right back to the citizens on this earth are self-centered and yeah. selfish yeah. and if it yeah. doesn't benefit me just like and that was my argument i had with my friend he's like man this vaccine could do this and they trying to do this and they trying to do that i was like bro do you know that they give your kids vaccines day one and if they literally wanted to if they wanted to do anything yeah 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 they don't have to wait till you become 50 years old to do it. Yeah. Like you're yeah. thinking I'm 50 and now they're going to create a vaccine that's actually going to try to take me out. Well, right. right. I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that it could not happen, but what I'm just telling you from my own thought process is that there's a better way for people to achieve. Dude, it, yeah. yeah. Then to try to come out here now with an ax. Yeah. You know yeah. why everybody else have an ax and then trying to get people It's like it just doesn't it, to me. It wouldn't really make any sense to go that route when there's other routes that you would not even see. Yeah. Coming. That's like, like trying to take a bat to kill a fly like you. Yes. Are wrecking up the whole house. Oh. No, no. It's, not. It, that's what I look at. I'm like, yeah. you know, he was like, I mean, you just going to go get the vaccination. I was like, listen. I got all the vaccines when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm still yeah. here, dude. I yeah. said, and this is the thing. If the, if the, if that vaccine could minimize the overall effect of the virus. Yeah. And bring it out. Yeah. Because it's not, I know, and I know for a fact that it's not the, that I would never get, I could not get it. Mm-hmm. My thing is that would it minimize the overall effect? So I do know people who got vaccinated and they still had it and mm-hmm. I mean, recovered no, or no symptoms or nothing, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, right, right and then right. my thing is that then you can have somebody who got vaccinated, who, um, who does pass away still. Well, those are still going to be one offs because of our own personal bodies. Yeah. You yeah. like it's my, you are basically, um, looking at the variety of immune systems that are out there in society. And you have people, no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. My my buddy, uh, my uh, uh, my friend of mine, man, got the uh, virus, mm-hmm. and this dude ended up needing a double lung transplant. This dude just before all of that dude was out playing basketball. Uh, I mean, this dude's a, he's been an athletic dude like all his life, man. He's putting out yeah. videos with his basketball team. He plays on the team and just nothing, just rolling and rolling. And then this boy hit him, and now you now from this, you had absolutely no idea how scarred your lungs were from whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I said, this thing just exposes something that right. is that that you have no idea. Ooh, boy. That so my thing is that why wouldn't it, why wouldn't you get vaccinated? Yeah, because yeah. there's stuff going on in your body, dude, that you can't see. I can't see how damaged my lungs. I got a buddy of mine right now who's. Battling with cancer um, from secondhand smoke. This dude's never smoked in his life, and he got lung okay. cancer. Wow. So you see what I'm saying? Like, what you're saying is you can't be confident that if you take a hit, it's not going to be a big you, hit. You, you can't, can't be yeah. confident, and to me, that's my message behind whether or not you should or should not. Is that really assess yeah. your surroundings? Yeah, yeah. Because if, if you're around people that smoke this, if you, I worked in an oil refinery, man, for uh, five years. Okay. 
I inhaled probably some crazy stuff, right? Yeah, you did. For sure you did. I'm going to get vaccinated. <laughs> I'm just saying because yeah. I, 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 for five years, dude, I worked in an oil refinery and we're just yeah. burnt tar, burnt oil, acids, uh, probably five different acid combinations that you would have to that you would have to put together to actually clean the surfaces of some of these trucks. Good I was, yeah. Dude, I was deep diving in inside of trucks and cleaning them out with like a sprayer just uh-uh. and then and listen yeah. and then getting pulled out of it. You know, I got a mask and stuff on, dude, but right. They're not that's not 100%. Right. You still your body is still taking in some of the the chemicals that are in this tank, right? Right. right. I got a Tyvek suit on, I got on all the right stuff, but they even tell you on that thing when you put it on is that the cartridge only protects up to so much that's why they tell you to go in for 15 minutes come out wow yeah because for 15 minutes you can get 100 percent, and then if you go past 15 percent, it can start going down because of the mm-hmm. cartridge right yeah. so you pop yeah. it in and out of thing so when i assess my life i was like dude i got it. i'm going to get it because right. right i'm not sure and i have no problem do i hit the gym every day i run i i mean dude I'm not short of breath. I'm not nothing, but I'm sure my buddy would say he was the same way. Yeah. But then he was at the fight of his life to have two lungs. And I, and you know, to get, to be on a list to get two new lungs, dude, it was literally just God blessed him. Wow. Because basically people are waiting on these parts, bro. You know that, like, yeah, there's yeah. people waiting on hearts and, and lungs and livers and stuff. Long so, list. Yeah. Long list. And so for him to get on there, dude, and for an opportunity to open up for him to get him and to for them to put him in. And then he's uh now he's in recovery, man, to get back to full strength. But man, he looks great. Uh breathing is better, everything's working, you know what I'm saying? But wow. but that's the point of this, you know, this conversation, which is do I or do I not? Well, I can't tell you to or not. I yeah. what we can tell you is this assess your surroundings i got a 12 year old daughter i mean i got 11 year old daughter who's not vaccinated right right i I wear a mask when i go everywhere right 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 and i think what you're referring to is two things that stand out to me as what differentiates one group of individuals and how they have dealt with this pandemic and the other group individuals and i think humility plays a huge role because humility is your uh, position of saying, well, I don't know everything. I can't right. be, you know, omniscient. <laughs> I can't predict the future. Right. I don't, this, I don't know that. And, and also acknowledging that others may know more just based upon, you know, their background, their education, their exposure. So humility is important. And then the other thing is empathy. Yeah. And empathy is caring, yes. not just about what happens to you, but what if, but even I'm- if I survive or don't have any symptoms, I play a role in someone else getting sick. And you know what? This is so insidious and so just stealthy. Right. You you can't know. I mean, there's you been can't. stories, man. Um, I had a patient, a kid. This kid was two weeks old and was COVID positive. Where in the world is a two-week-old? How's a, and the mom was negative. So so it's like you can't say that you know exactly how to bend the rules and get around. I just won't do this or I just won't do that. No, it's it's it is stealthy. It is insidious. It's 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 uh, it's hidden. So you if you if you recognize that and you have enough humility to say, you know what, this is bigger than me. Therefore, I'm going to take a position. Of, of, of being defensive and making yeah. conservative decisions instead of risky decisions. And then right. you say, you know what? I care about my family members, my neighbors, my coworkers. Yep. I mean, even if you think that uh, the people around you are healthy and, and they'll be fine, like you, you don't want to leave your family uh, grieving about your no. passing. What? Right. No, not, not, not when you could, uh, not when you can do, two things uh minimize it by mm-hmm. getting vaccinated uh and then i also say this to people um if you don't want to get vaccinated then then this is when that empathy has to kick in to yeah. say that yeah. no matter what the case may be i don't feel it but what i don't want to do is i i don't want to be a harm to my brother or my sister um, right. and right. so i think that that would be the end message you know yeah. for our conversation which is whether you do or you do not yeah yeah 
God requires us to have empathy Amen. for one another. Um, right. We are to be the protectors of one another. Um, yeah. We can't allow our selfish acts and uh, our selfish wants and desires to put other people at uh, at harm right. because I feel yeah. like this. Um, me, 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 me. Yeah. And, and the thing is, this, and you may never get touched by anything, but you could be a carrier and give it to someone that you've never met in your life yeah. and you never know that they caught it from you and yeah. you don't know anything. And, yeah. and so a situation has now arised on the east side of Detroit because they came out to Grozeal and now something is going on, on the east side and it happened on Grozeal and you have no yeah. idea and yeah. you put yeah. you put a brother or sister at risk. And when I say brother or sister, I'm talking us as humans, human beings on this earth right. that God requires us to actually have that. He built it in us. And so we're just yeah. overriding it, man. Just We're just literally saying, screw everybody. I'm just want to do me. And I was like, but this whole world is in a do me attitude now. Like everything is about my own personal happiness and not really trying to make sure that we all experience some level of safety and happiness together. We don't we're, we're slowly losing that. You know, back in the day, man, everybody on a block knew each other took care of each other, watched everybody's kids, brought yeah. food over. If you got laid off, everybody would bring food over to your house. I mean, we had a, man, I can't believe this happened to you mentality, right? We were yeah. like, and yeah. empathy says, man, dude, I cannot believe yeah. that your family has to suffer. And what I'm going to tell you this is that we're going we're gonna to take away what we have. I'm right. cutting my cable bill off so I can help put gas in your car. Yeah, you, you just yeah. don't have that no more. That dude, you break down on the street and people are literally going around you. They don't even they don't even say, "Hey, do you do you got a cell phone?" It's just where to be. <laughs> I, I can't I can't worry about you, you know. Or they think, well, if I broke down, nobody would help me. Well, we're in a we're in a pickle, and yeah. we've been exposed by the coronavirus that we were selfish people. Yeah, that we are even today. Right. Still selfish right. people. Right. Like my cousin, I, he had posted something. He was like, he, he went into Target and he came out. He was like, man, I got to tell you, I didn't have my mask on, man. And boy, oh boy, people was just really giving me the stink. <laughs> you know, like, but because, and I mean, I'm saying this because I'm thinking, well, cause they probably thinking, even if you are for the safety of us all as a unit, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. you're coming into a building, I don't care what you do from your car to this building, but from when you come right. in the building, right. Just to say that, Hey, I don't know if I do, if I don't just put the mask on. And I was like, I don't know if right. it's that harm, you know, that if it's that big of a deal yeah. in a public place to do it, you know, I, I think yeah. in a public yeah. place where, you know, there's going to be some close contact, you know, let's, we could be a little bit more, I mean, look how you were with your family. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, this is a family. Like you said, when we felt really good, we we're all vaccinated. We got a few kids yeah. here and we felt good, but those little boogers can carry it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or one of you all could have, exactly. that's what the vaccine exactly. to do, right? So it, exactly. the vaccine kept you from having any symptoms. Right, right. But, but still being a host. Yeah. Yeah. You bring it in and all it takes yeah. is for somebody else maybe to have a little sniffle and then now they have it. And and this is to people from people who are already vaccinated. And you're like, how in the heck this happened? And we had a private party. So just think on the mass level, like these right. football games and. No, it's humility. It's humility. You got to have some, bro. It's humility and empathy. And I, and I would encourage anyone who identifies as a Christian to think about how Christian values applies That's to good. a scenario like this, because yeah. I mean, take the, the scriptures have, have preeminence and we look from Genesis where the reason why man fell essentially was pride. Yep. You know, the, the Satan tempted Eve talking about having knowledge of good and evil, but it really was about pride. It was about me. And I'm going to have good and evil. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> right. I, and I don't want to submit to a higher authority. I don't want somebody right. else to tell me, what to do. Right. He said, if you, he doesn't want you to eat the fruit because your eyes will be open and you would be like him. That's someone saying, you know, yeah, I want to be able to make my own choices and know all the answers myself. And, right. and, 
it's not Christian to 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 have that position. I mean, we're taught to acknowledge authority. We're taught to use wisdom. Yep. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the book of Ecclesiastes might as well be a, an endorsement for for science because they talk about wisdom. Proverbs talks yeah. about wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. And when and when the Hebrews were in Egypt, they had a plague. It's called COVID-19, the, the death angel that went over the doorstep and they had to put blood for the Passover. That yeah. was a that was a that was a plague. That was right? a plague, yeah. And God told them in order to <laughs> that was the vaccine. Right. <laughs> over there. The the Passover was the vaccine. That's you what know? it was, dude. Because you know what? They could have said, they said, you know what? They could have said, Oh, you know what? We're Jews. We're um we're they could easily. And so this um, death angel is going to touch us. So we're good. You know, we have faith. No, there were instructions. instructions. And the instructions were, were, to, were to take an action that acknowledged that this thing can kill you. Right. The death angel will kill you unless, yeah. you, unless you are obedient. And yeah. so it's hard for somebody, I think, to make a Christian values argument for right. not getting vaccinated in order to help our you know society and save lives whether it's yours or someone else's right i think we definitely got a uh all of that was really really that was probably the, that right there was the bomb it's like because <laughs> well because that's really how you have to view it it's like yo yeah. they were given instructions uh, that this is the vaccine and when you read through the that's bible a sermon, brother that's a sermon right there. that is a sermon that's man Somebody, some, listen i hope a pastor <laughs> listen to this they got to put that into play Big time, right, man. Right. Uh, but when you read through the Bible, you find out that people who adhered to those instructions, you know, they prospered. And those who said, hey, I mean, look at Lot's wife. Right. Right. Don't yeah. don't turn back and look back. Oh, right. right. And then you do it and because you're thinking, well, I'm just going to take a quick peek. Yeah, it's just, yeah I'm just going to go into the store right quick without my mask. It'll be it'll it'll be all it's right. A, yeah, just a quickie. And then next right. thing you know, a situation has you turn into a pillar, pillar of salt. And it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And even when that happened to her, Lot and, 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 uh, and, um, and uh, Moses could not turn back around. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I mean, not Moses. Um, um, what was his name? Noah? Uh, no, Abraham. That's Abraham. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it like, man, even when that happened to Lot's, um, to Lot's wife, it was like, dude, we can't even turn around. Abraham yeah. looking like, dude, we got to keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, yeah. like, we yeah. got to keep on moving this way because yeah. basically yeah. God told yeah. us, do not look back at what I'm doing back there. And so yeah. there's always instructions, uh, even with the vaccine. I think that there's instructions. And I think we all can, you know, we'll all figure out how we want to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that we should, like you said, the two things, uh, humble ourselves and then have empathy for our brother and sister. Um, and, and don't be so self-centered about you because you feel like you're good that, uh, right. that, that, yeah. that, that what you do that may not have an indirect or a direct impact on someone else, uh, via you being a carrier, um, yeah, of right. that virus. So, but, uh, man, listen, it's been a great conversation. As always, um, I'm going to probably have to break this boy up into two pieces. I was trying to get right where we're at about 55 minutes. Uh, okay. I'm going to probably break it up into two part one and part two, man, because uh, this was a really good conversation around it. Um, and like I said, man, even though I got Dr. Uh, Jamie on here, man, and uh, we're not endorsed to tell people, you know, to take a virus, uh, to take a vaccine uh, or not take a vaccine. What we want to do is have a healthy conversation about it. And just bring That's awareness right. around us having humility right. and empathy for our brothers and sisters that we actually just do better. Let's not be more, you know, more self-centered, but let's just do more to be able to make sure we're protecting each other as God intended us to. And uh, this is your boy Q, and we are out. Peace. Take care, y'all. Peace out.